0: show, a fortnightly podcast on sustainable heating and cooling technologies brought to you by Checo and supported by Teco. I'm Charlotte McLaughlin and I'll be hosting today's show from Brussels, Belgium. I'm the multimedia reporter at Checo. I'm joined by my colleagues Andrew Williams, editor of Accelerate Europe and editor of Accelerate Australia and New Zealand and European editor of Sheko. I'm also joined in Europe by Dario Bellamini from the market development team. I'm also joined um, from the Asia-Pacific by our reporter there, Devin Yoshimoto. So just to start off with, today we're going to be talking about a new report that Sheko Base has put together also with the Lifefront project, a European project um, aimed at you know, revising flammable refrigerant standards and improving their uh, safety as well. So Daria will talk about this later. Devin was just attending um, a HVAC&R show in Indonesia. So he's going to give us the latest updates from the Asia market. And finally, we'll end the show with kind of a preview of Chilventa that me and Andrew will be attending next week. So Dario, maybe if you can start off with the Fund project, maybe give us some background information about what exactly it is and also why this uh, report is so important to inform the industry about hydrocarbon standards and their safety and also like what we can do to accelerate change in the market.
1: Sure, thank you Charlotte. Uh, the Fund project indeed is a European project funded under the Life Framework Programme for the Environmental and Climate Action. Mm and it is a project that aims at improving standards for a flammable refrigerant and improving the product design for systems that are using flammable refrigerants like hydrocarbons especially mm. for uh, with a focus on refrigeration heat pumps and air conditioning applications it is a project that started in uh, two summers ago so in summers uh, 2017 it is uh, and it, it is managed by check the publisher of the podcast and uh, other five european partners are part of the consortium of the project mm. they come from Belgium, Austria, Sweden and Germany and uh, indeed we are all working on different support packages of course under different perspectives and different mm-hmm. activities on improving the standards for the safety indeed as you were saying of flammable refrigerants and to uh, favor the uptake of these uh, refrigerants in refrigeration and conditioning and heat pump application. And the report that we just published at the beginning of this week mm-hmm. is very important because it's the first major public deliverable that uh, Lifefront produced and is now available, of course, on, our, on the website of the project, lifefront.eu, and uh, it, it was basically uh, market research on the availability of uh, uh, technologies and systems that are using uh, already other carbons and the possible impact on the standards mm-hmm. on the uh, future market availability of these kind of systems.
0: And it's not just focused on refrigeration, but also heat pump and air conditioning applications exactly, as Exactly.
1: Well. All these three types of uh, categories of systems were considered. And uh, we collected our data in different ways, of mm. course. And the major two, if we can mention them, are of course a wide online survey that was conducted during last spring. So it was quite a long project, mm-hmm. This the realization of this report. And we collected uh, almost 500 uh, contributions from HVAC and our experts from all over the world of course mm-hmm. and then we follow up with some specific interviews and data collection to the leading European companies that are manufacturer of systems using flammable refrigerants to get not only quantitative data about the production about the type of products that they are indeed manufacturing but also about their perspective about the evolution of the market and mm-hmm. the sector to get a more overview of what is uh, going on in the sector and uh, uh, more or less uh, we can say that the widespread majority of the companies that we conducted and the responding to the survey agree that there are two major obstacles to the uh, to the wider uptake of language refrigerants in these kind of systems that are first of all the standards that are seen as too restrictive at the moment, mm-hmm. because and also as we are showing in the report with some interesting case study about the about some recent application of these technologies. Uh, now, indeed, technological developments show that uh, with some mitigation measure, like product design or uh, building the, a certain store, for example, in a certain way, uh, following all the safety uh, procedure, it is possible to use, in a safe way, higher charges of hydrocarbons and uh, still minimizing the risk for flammable uh, mm-hmm. consequences and explosions. Another problem for the... Um, Use of other carbon is the lack of trained technicians. That is something that unfortunately we see in every major conferences or events uh, about the hVAC sector. It's something that Trek is working on also with this kind of mm. report to raise awareness about the possibility of these natural refrigerants. Mm. And um, I don't know if you have any further questions about. Um,
0: um, yeah. yeah, maybe like to delve in further into the report. You know, like y- you mentioned that there is ways of mitigating the risk. From you know hydrocarbons being in systems, like maybe if you can explain some of the the types of things you know, like the equipment mm-hmm. manufacturers can do to mitigate the risks, I think that would be quite interesting. Yeah, mitigation
1: products. measures can be indeed of some different type. For example, mm-hmm. some aspects of the mitigation measures are pretty technical. They depend, mm-hmm. of course, on the design of the product, on how the system using flammable is designed and uh, how it is positioned in the store, for example. We've mm-hmm. seen that just positioning the electronic socket to which a fridge is connected above the fridge so will uh, reduce the risk of explosions, for example, because the, f- the flammable refrigerant gas is uh, lighter than uh, normal air in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So there will be no possibility for it to get in contact with the electri- uh, electricity circuit of the store, for example. Okay. So mitigation measures can refer both to technical uh, aspects, like the design and the construction of the system, but also how the system is eventually used in its final location, its final applications. Then connected to this, of course, there are the issue of some non-technological barriers, mm-hmm. like indeed, as we were saying before, uh, awareness raising about this kind of system, how they should be used in a proper way, how to train technician and man- maintenance services on how to indeed uh, uh, maintain this system mm-hmm. in, a, in a good and proper way. So I would say the mitigation measure cover different aspects that we are investigating the project indeed. And for the more technical ones, we are working on putting together a database on uh, legal size and, and uh, other leakages aspect, for which we indeed invite all the companies that uh, want to be uh, interested in contributing to the project to mm-hmm. also uh, get in contact with us to understand how and uh, what we are doing and to contribute. How to can get, get they get in uh, contact? Uh, they can go to our project website LifeFront. and there is a section that is named "Get Involved," in mm. which they find all the information and our email, so mm. they can see what we're doing and uh, how to contact me and the other project members.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thanks very much, Thank Daria. You. So Devin attended a our show in Indonesia in Jakarta, and I think you have some really good updates from the show about the market.
2: Yeah, it was a, a trade show, and just connecting on, on just adding on to what was, what Daria was talking about with the LifeFront project. This discussion about hydrocarbons is important for everyone here in Asia-Pacific also because um, we have a very important symposium coming up in Japan called the Kobe Symposium where they'll be discussing the uh, safety and uh, standards for hydrocarbon use in Japan where um, we're seeing a lot of interest there. And then also here at the, the trade show that I went to, um, the trade show is called R&HVAC Indonesia 2018. And it's one of the biggest trade shows for the HVAC industry in not only Indonesia but in Southeast Asia as well. Um, one of the things there too is uh, a lot of developments with hydrocarbon refrigerants also. Um, one of the big stories that we covered while we were down there was the launch of the this new R290 powered um, ice machine, ice block making machine that's also solar powered, so not connected to the grid at all. and. Um, One of the biggest opportunities for natural refrigerants that we saw at the show was in the fishing industry in Indonesia, because the government in Indonesia is looking to grow their fishing industry. And the only way they can do that is by increasing the production of the fisheries on the outskirts. Um, As you know, Indonesia is really big. And um, for all of the fisheries that are far away from the big cities, a lot of times they don't have access to. Uh, power and electricity. So, this was a, a project uh, done in cooperation between the Indonesian and the German governments, uh, where they partnered up together uh, with technology supplied from Germany and then locally developed uh, and supplied manufacturing and uh, manufacturing and production capabilities in Indonesia coming together to make these systems, these R two ninety solar powered systems that make ice for fisheries um, in Indonesia on uh, far away from, far away from the city. So this will really work to help, um, show the potential for natural refrigerant technology in in Southeast Asia and so many different, uh, sectors, especially that sector. And, uh, one of the other things we saw.
0: saw that you also heard about other technologies as well. Like there's a lot of like ammonia CO2 systems. It seems like, you know, people are really trying to reduce their charge of ammonia as well.
2: Yeah, we spoke to a, a lot of the technology suppliers at the show, and a lot of the interest in natural refrigerants is coming from the industrial side. One of the biggest growth opportunities in Southeast Asia is the cold storage, logistics, cold chain distribution, and it was one of the main topics of the show, as opposed to uh, you know food retail or the commercial side, which is uh, still really in its early stages. Some of the suppliers we talked to, for example, Cow, who is one of the biggest uh, suppliers of natural refrigerants in Indonesia was telling us that they have already supplied around 13 systems of their uh, ammonia CO2 uh, refrigeration systems for cold storage and logistics facilities in Indonesia. And um, it's not only them, but a lot of other uh, suppliers were talking about how the interest in uh, reducing their ammonia charge has to do with trying to keep the ammonia out of the food processing or the the uh, production sections of their facility and reducing that charge, increasing their safety, and then also getting um, uh, energy efficiency benefit also on the side. So, yeah, a, a lot of opportunities we saw at the show is dealing with uh, the fishing industry, cold storage logistics, and uh, the cold chain industry in Indonesia. Um, so we're really excited to see what uh, is going to be developing there over the next couple years.
0: Hey, well, thanks very much, Devin, for your time. Uh, we just have time to talk a little bit about Chilventa. So, uh, so Chilvento, as everybody knows, is one of the biggest HVAC and R shows. Thousands of exhibitors, um, lots and lots of attendees and stuff, so I, I think there will be a lot of interesting technology there. Andrew, I think you know like how many like natural refrigerant companies are attending, It's a lot more than last year, right?
3: So uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's one of the uh, biggest and most important HVAC and R trade shows in the world, Chilvento, uh, so it's a good barometer to uh, assess how the market for different technologies, um, but especially uh, from from our side we're interested in natural refrigerants, so to see how the natural refrigerant market has evolved uh, in the two years since the last show, uh, because the the show's held uh, every two years. And um, just as a comparison, so the 2016 show we estimated that there were 188 companies there uh, exhibiting natural refrigerant technology Uh, this year we expect at least 260 and uh, no doubt it will be uh, more Uh, our uh, ceo mark Chassel he's estimating it will be around 300 so uh, we we're expecting to see a significant evolution in not just the number of companies offering natural refrigerant based technologies but also in the competition between those different uh, solutions with natural refrigerants. Uh, so, they were, um, overlapping in certain sectors such as commercial, we're seeing more, we're expecting to see more competition between CO2 and, and hydrocarbons, and in industrial, we're seeing CO2 making inroads into ammonia's share of the market too. So, we, we're ex- this is what we're expecting to see. We're excited to see whether these predictions uh, play out uh, at the show.
0: And do you think there will also be some advancements made in heat pump and air conditioning applications?
3: Yeah, so uh, in in Europe in particular, obviously the commercial uh, refrigeration sector is quite well advanced, and the um, other sectors such as heat pumps, etc., are sort of less well-developed now for natural refrigerants. But as I think as heat pumps themselves become more popular, uh, as a, in the energy system of today, so can we also expect uh, natural refrigerant-based heat pumps uh, also to grow, but we'll find this out next week.
0: All right, well, um, stay tuned for the next episode of the NatRef Show. Um, that's it for this week. We just have a quick word from our sponsor, Teco.
4: Hi, my name is Andreas Meyer. I'm uh, managing director of Teco. What is Teco? Teco is an uh, rec manufacturer based in Germany near Frankfurt area and we are now over 36 years in the market manufacturing racks Um, at the moment um, the business is quite challenging because there's a lot of movement going to the direction of natural refrigerants so we are ready and prepared we did our first CO2 transcritical rack in 2006 and nowadays it's getting more or less a commodity in Europe Um, but actually we are now here in Asia so um, we just want to start up Asia Two years ago, we founded a company in Singapore called Teco Asia, and now, since two months, uh, we started our production facility in Bangkok, in Thailand, um, to cover all the Asian market. Because we believe in that Asia is an upcoming um, near future, it's very important for us as a rec builder. For natural refrigerants, at the moment, it's still Freon, but I think the change will be soon and will be fast.
0: Thank you, Andrea. See you in two weeks' time for another great NatRef show.